Good morning, everyone. This is Joe T. This is the Average Joe's podcast. I'm Joe T, and I am here to bring you the latest and greatest in sports entertainment. I am coming to you on this beautiful fall day. It is October 4th in Lansing, Michigan. Now I'm going to get into a few things from college football. It's a beautiful time of the year, isn't it? We have fall weather, football, bonfires, beer, barbecues, tailgating. It is it is my favorite time of the year by far. We have playoff baseball underway. We have just went through the first two wildcard games. We have college football and professional football are a quarter way through the season. We're kind of starting to see how how football is going to shape up in, in college and pro and, and what these teams are made of. They're about to get into the thick of their their seasons. We also have uh, preseason basketball is just getting underway. So we have the three major sports are kind of, kind of all getting rampant right now. Um, so October is a great time of year for sports. Um, fall is the best time of the year for sports. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited. And I'm looking forward to talking to you guys about it. Um, I would would first like to get into um, talking about uh, college football a little bit. Um, here in Michigan, we're well, this is Big Ten country. Um, we have East Lansing right up the road with the Spartans there, and then Ann Arbor is not too far away. Um, the Big Ten is interesting this year because you have you have teams like like Michigan who was firing all, on all cylinders. You know they they had that loss to Notre Dame early in the year, but had bounced back um, and had been looking pretty good. And then they struggled against Northwestern last week. Now I don't know if that's because Northwestern is that good or if Michigan played that bad but I'd like to think that it is the um the fact that Northwestern probably is that good um they will be a test for the Spartans uh in East Lansing this weekend that is MSU's homecoming so we shall see how MSU handles them Uh, I think MSU probably doesn't have the tools to make it to the postseason um, in, in, in college football for that final four or, or even to the Big Ten championship just because they're missing a few pieces that they need. Uh, their offensive line is, is shown to be fairly weak. Um, and they just they haven't, they haven't been able to, to really knock a team out this year. Um, even Central Michigan last weekend, um, you know, they still kind of hung around. And the game only ended up being an 11, 11 point uh, difference. So um Michigan we'll see how they do uh they're taking on uh, Maryland this weekend so you know that shouldn't be much of a test but um you know we should sell, shall see how how they handle that one as well um some other games around the country that we're getting to we do have the Red River rivalry going on down in Texas uh, say that five times fast I dare you to um with the five and0. Sooners taking on 
the four and one Longhorns. Um, that that shapes up to be a really good game. Um, the teams are, are are offensively are looking pretty evenly matched up on the year. Um, the quarterback, the kid for Oklahoma. I mean, <clears throat> that guy's having a, a heck of a season um, th- thus far. Um, so yeah, that should be a good one down there in Texas. Um, we have uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just looking up the stats here on this Murray kid. Thousand four hundred sixty yards. Uh, passing 17 TDs and only two interceptions this year. Um, uh, Ellinger for uh, Texas is, is similar. Not as many passing yards, not as many touchdowns, um, but he's still only thrown for two interceptions, which is impressive um, after this many games. I mean, in NFL and college football nowadays, it's it's more pass first, I feel like. Um, they're slinging it. They're slinging it these days. And to only have two interceptions in, in this many games is, is fairly impressive. Um, running backs, very similar. Sermon and Watson. Uh, the leading wide receivers, very similar with receptions. And Humphrey and Brown. Um, so, yeah, this is this is shaping up to be a really good game. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching that. That comes to you at noon Eastern time uh, this Saturday. Um, some other top 25 games we got going on. Around the country, we have. Um, let's see here, Kansas, West Virginia. Uh, West Virginia is four and zero. They should be able to take care of that one, no problem. Alabama takes on Arkansas. Arkansas, they should kick their. You know what? Um, let me see who else we got in the top twenty-five. LSU, Florida. Now that looks to be an interesting game. LSU is at sitting at five and zero, Florida at four and one. See, we got um, yeah, Florida's on a three-game winning streak right now, um, so they're coming. They're coming out pretty hot, but LSU has yet to be beaten. Um, will be interesting to watch that game. That's coming to you at 3.30 Eastern Time. Um, Burrow for LSU. Dude's just a stud. Hasn't thrown a pick all season. Um, He's got 1,023 yards and six TDs this year. Um, But Frank's thrown three interceptions, 12 touchdowns, though, for Florida. Yeah, it looks like the spread here is Florida plus 2.5. That's a game to keep your eye on. Um, there's a lot of undefeated teams this year in college football, and LSU being one of those. I don't believe that we'll get through the season um, with a single undefeated team. And you can write that down that I said that now, here and now. And you could write that in your little calendar, and you can come back and you can tweet at me at average Joe T Pod on Twitter. That's average 
J-O-E, the letter T, pod. And you can tweet at me and say, hey, you were right or you were wrong, but I do believe that every team will have one loss this year. I don't think there will be a single team that will go into the Final Four with an undefeated season in hand. Some other matchups around the nation for top 25 teams. Kentucky. Look at these guys. Kentucky? That's a basketball school. What are they doing? 5-0. and Taking on Texas A&M. <clears throat> now, um, that is... Uh, if, they, if they beat Texas A&M this weekend, that'll be their best start since 1950. That's some whopping almost 70 years. I mean... Um, Let's see here. Uh, yeah, it looks like it's uh, Texas A&M's three, the three and two, um, and it looks like the looks like Kentucky's getting the points here. Um, I am gonna call this my upset of the week. I think Texas A&M is gonna is gonna beat them this week. I'm gonna go ahead and give that one Texas A&M. Like I said, write it down, tweet at me if you agree, disagree. Anything you want to hear me talk about, you want to debate about, anything you want me to bring up on the show, go ahead and tweet at me, Average Joe T Pod on Twitter. So check me out. Uh, Big Ten matchup, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Wisconsin. They should handily beat Nebraska. Nebraska is a shell of what they once were. Um, it's just, it's just, it's just not, not smooth sailing down there in Nebraska right now. It's not the Cornhusker football that we grew up here in the Big Ten remembering um, <clears throat> with their grounded pound offense and and stuff that that we're we're used to seeing their their tough nosed defense. Um, Nebraska's got some work to do down there. That program's in shambles. Um, yeah, so Wisconsin should 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 win that one handily. Um, Notre Dame, Virginia Tech. Uh, we got Notre Dame sitting at five and zero. VT sitting at three and one. Now, um, that that one is down in South Bend this weekend. Um, so be sure to check that one out. And I am gonna take, I'm gonna take Vatek here. I just think, honestly, I I don't believe in, um, in Brian Kelly, down there at Notre Dame to be able to ride out a full season. The guy's been on the hot seat quite a bit. Um, I I think his luck's gonna run out after this one here this weekend. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give this one to Vatek. Um, now, and that doesn't that doesn't have anything to do with my bias to Michigan um, at all. Uh, I, I ha- was born and raised a Michigan fan. I'm a sports fan first and foremost, and I believe that anybody can tell you that, that, that has spoke to me, that I am um, I'm, I'm not a homer. I, I, don't think, I don't think I play that way. I mean, being, here, being a Michigan fan here in Lansing, real close to East Lansing, you have to be able to talk to other sports fans 
and hear what they're saying and not get defensive and so on and so forth. And I think that that's something that I've been able to do um, just by being a sports fan first and foremost. So regardless of where my alliances are, um, as far as what I root for, um, I still see the bigger picture and, and I definitely uh, am a sports fan. I, I will have strong opinions on certain things, um, but I try to not not be biased. I think that um, I just call it like I see it um, one way or the other. So you could agree, you could disagree. And that's what, that's what I love about sports is we don't all have to have the same opinion. We don't all have to like the same teams, you know, and it's, it's, it's nice to be able to hear different thoughts and opinions on things and think about it in different ways sometimes. You know, it may not always be what, what, what the other one uh, agrees or disagrees or whatnot, but it's, it's, it's healthy to be able to balance that because um, there's a lot of people that can't. And there's a lot of people that can't take criticism. There's a lot of people that can't handle someone not agreeing with their opinion. So that is not me. I am not one of those people. You can have your opinion. I will have mine. Yada, yada. We do not have to agree. Um, Stanford, Utah this weekend. I think Stanford's going to go ahead and get that win. Uh, Auburn, Mississippi State. Auburn should be taking that one. Um, Washington at UCLA. Uh, yeah, Washington's going to win that one. I I believe so. I think it'll be a close game. I think that... Uh, that chips down there scratching his head saying uh, I gotta at least show something I don't think he'll win um, but I think that he's he's gonna he's gonna try to work up something to, to make it an interesting game now the the thing with college is he's playing with someone else's guys right now you know so he needs he needs he, he needs some time um, and he deserves that and I think that the people in UCLA just need to be a little patient um, he's gonna come around and He's going he's gonna to turn that program around. I think he's a real coach. I think he's a real college coach. I don't think he, he's a good fit for the NFL because I think certain guys have certain styles of the way people respond to them. And I think when you go into the NFL where you're trying to coach men who think that they are the man and they have those egos, they have trouble buying into someone who still has like a college philosophy um, towards coaching and likes to be in control and when you have these men worth millions of dollars they they prefer to not be controlled um, and it's you know you see it in the NFL all the time the NFL guys are you know have big egos and they're they're babies um, so I think the coaching the the college coaching is is more of a fit for him same with Jim Harbaugh um, some guys just it just doesn't work up there. Nick Saban didn't work up there, um, so I think it's it's a good good spot for him to be. I think he just needs a little bit of time. He'll get his guys in there, and he will turn that program around, and he'll he'll make UCLA football, uh, Bruin football, um, something to be reckoned with um, in the in the coming years. So um, we're gonna go ahead and shy away from uh, college football here, um, and we'll get. We'll get busting into some playoff baseball talk. Yeah, baby. All right. So here we go. Let's get into 
some playoff baseball. Let's go playoff baseball here. Um, last night we had the Yankees and the A's in the Bronx. In the Bronx. And the A's just looked like they were in preseason form. Um, <clears throat> the Yankees, I just think, bottom line, they have too much, too much talent to handle for a one-game series. I mean, you got Stan and Judge both going yard, which is what's supposed to happen. Two of the game's biggest hitters are both supposed to do that. Um, the A's have the, they have the, at the beginning of the year, they had the lowest payroll uh, of any team. And I just think that this money ball thing was, you know, it worked out once. <laughs> you know what I mean? So over the last, you know, 20 years, I, I just don't think it's paying off the way that they think it should. And you pay, it's, it's, an, it's the old so term you pay for what you, you you get what you pay for. You gotta you gotta pay if you want quality. And a lot of these guys that the A's have are, you know, they're kind of just they're utility guys on a lot of other rosters. Um, so uh, the Yankees will be moving on to play the Red Sox, and who is not amped up about that series? I mean. It's just good for baseball. You have the Yankees and the Red Sox, two teams, two cities that are rivals, and they are going to want to beat the living snot out of each other, and I honestly think that that these are going to be some of the best games in this decade. Um, so much talent between both teams. Uh, you got Martinez, J.D. Martinez, Mookie, Betts, uh, for the Red Sox, uh, we're talking, you know, Stanton and Judge for the Yankees. I mean, my gosh, put the gloves on and let those guys do a tag team match. I mean, come on, this is going to be some epic baseball coming up here in the American League playoffs. It's going to be fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, when does that series start? Let me see if we have that for you. Um, I am going to check on that right now. Um, yeah, because I'm, I'm going to have to. Uh, I'm going to have to go ahead and, and pre-order my spot. Um, yeah. Well, so it looks like we have. Um, yeah. Friday. Yes, Friday night. Oh, baby. Friday night, 7.32, first pitch. <clears throat> Yankees, Red Sox on a Friday night. Oh, yeah, I'm going to have to get me some some wings, some chicken wings, uh, some cold beer, some craft beer, which is a big thing here in Michigan. Uh, for some of you that are, might be listening from not from Michigan, the craft beers here are some of the best in the world. And... Highly recommended. So if you ever come around, I would be sure to check some of those out. Um, yeah, really looking forward to that game. Another game we didn't talk about a couple nights ago, um, the Rockies knocking out the Cubs. The Cubbies. The Cubbies are down. Madden is going to stick around. He's going to keep coaching, which he should. I don't think that he's done anything. They've been good. They've been good under his realm. He's a quirky coach. He's a good coach. He's still got the guys. I think they should keep him. 
that was a smart move. Joe Epstein knows what he's doing. He's not he's not a stupid man. They didn't bring him there. Uh, they brought him there because he is very smart. Um, but Arenado, dude's a stud, absolute stud. He's a killer for the Rockies, and the Rockies will be taking on the Brewers as well. Um, they kick off their series tonight at five o'clock, five oh seven first pitch in the NLDS game one. Braves and Dodgers, 8.37 tonight, NLDS game one. I'm going to pick, I think that I'm going to go with the Rockies in that series. Um, I think that that's probably not the favorite pick. I think a lot of people are on the Brewers. Um, not not that I don't, I just think Arenado, dude's a stud. I really like him. I'm going to, I'm going to, I might be in the uh, minority there, but um, looks like the Rockies have uh, Senseltella. <laughs> I struggle with the names of some of these guys. They got them going tonight, but Arenado, Yelich. I mean, some some of the best baseball players in the game right there playing in this series. Um, that's got that's got viewing written all over it, ratings written all over it. Tune in, you're gonna want to see that. Um, Arenado, 38 home runs. Yelich, 36. Uh, Yelich has got a little bit of a better batting average. They both have 110 ribbies on the year. Um, uh, Yelich is a little better on base percentage, a little better slugging average. Um, so, yeah, this is going to be a good one. Uh, I'm going to go with Rockies in the series. Um, that's probably not the popular pick, but that's who I am taking. Uh, if you want to argue, dispute, debate, and tell me your opinions, go ahead and tweet at me at Average Joe T Pod. Average J O E, the letter T P O D. Hit me up. Braves, Dodgers, Dodgers all day, baby. The Dodgers are going to win this series. Um, we've got. Fulton Wits and Rue um, for the Dodgers uh, in the matchup tonight. That should be a good one as well. Um, I'm going to pick the Dodgers. They're going to go ahead and take this series handily. Um, I'm looking to see Dodgers and Rockies making it on to the next level. In those two series. And then uh, Friday night, like I was saying, the Yankees and Red Sox. And then we also have Indians, Astros, the Strohs. Yes, the Strohs. I don't like anything about Ohio. And that might just be because I'm from Michigan. Um, But, no, I just think the Astros have just too much talent for Indians to be able to handle. I'm looking at um, probably going to go with the, I'm going with the Astros in that series. That game is at Friday at 2 o'clock. Uh, game 1 of the ALDS. Uh, game 1 of the NL or the ALDS for the Yankees and Red Sox is at 7.30 on Friday. Um, so I'm looking at 
the Sox, the Red Sox are probably going to win that series. I know that I've been talking about how much uh, talent the Yankees have, but the Red Sox have two of the best hitters in all of baseball. Um, those guys have just been duking it out all year, and they're on the same squad. Uh, being from Michigan, I've had a lot of opportunity to watch J.D. Martinez. That guy's the real deal. He's a professional. He's a good hitter, and he's a great baseball player. And I really think the Red Sox will be moving on <clears throat> to face J.D. Martinez, old teammate Justin Verlander with the Astros. Those two teams will move on to the next level. Um, I'm calling it. Calling it, you can write it down. You can tell me I was right or I was wrong when it happens. You can tweet at me, average Joe T Pod on Twitter. Yeah, so we got playoff baseballs going on right now, we got college footballs going on right now. The atmosphere is buzzing. It's a beautiful fall day here in Michigan. It is homecoming at MSU this weekend. I'm driving through East Lansing right now. You can see the students on their way to class, getting ready. The partying starts tonight. It's Thirsty Thursday in East Lansing. Yeah, baby. Preseason basketball. Let's shift to some hoops. Some hoops. Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond scored 31 points last night. In a preseason basketball game. <laughs> That's unbelievable to me. I don't know why you, one of your star players is playing that many minutes to be able to score that many points. I don't know if that's a testament to how good Andre Drummond is or if that's a testament to how bad the Pistons are that they have to play one of their stars that much in preseason. Um, but I, I, do, I, I have picked the Pistons to do well. And it's not not being a homer, not being biased, but I have picked them to do well in the East because why not? <laughs> There's nobody in the East. The Celtics, Sixers will be okay. Uh, Toronto probably squeak out a few wins there, um, but I I do think that the Pistons can they could probably be in the top five it, coming out of the East. Um, so we shall see with Drummond and. Blake Griffin there, uh, the newly acquired RG3. Um, I don't think they're going to have a bad season, but yeah, 31 in a preseason, that's just silly to me. Makes no sense in my opinion. Um, let's see here. Uh, yeah, the other night, the Lakers played on Tuesday. Bron Bron, LeBron James. <sighs> He put up, I believe. Let me see here. I, I want to say it was, I want to say it was 15, um, and let me see. Yeah, yeah. So LeBron put up 15 in that game. It was a loss to the Nuggets. Um, didn't play a lot of minutes, which is, which is what should have happened for a star uh unlike what um I'm sorry LeBron James put up 13 points in 15 minutes that's what it was so he only played 15 minutes in that one um which is which is adequate for a star um the Lakers fans were in full effect and I love to see it it's good you know what this whole thing is good for NBA 
It's good for the NBA. There's so many fans out there that they they're they're biased and and they they think too much about their team. Big markets being good is good for sports. The Yankees, the Red Sox, the Lakers, the Cowboys, the um uh the the Dukes, the you know the the big teams they get ratings that's good for sports it's good for the sports yes having a team that comes out of nowhere sometimes and wins a championship that is not expected is fun to see the cinderellas all those things are fun to see but what keeps the sports booming is the big market teams so um LBJ down there in LA I love it, LBJ, LA, love it, love it, love it, love it. I was always a Kobe guy, um, <clears throat> and uh, I'm definitely a fan of LeBron James being down there. Never been on the LeBron James bandwagon, however, I will say that what he did last year was absolutely impressive. You cannot knock the guy for what he's been able to do with absolutely no one, and I grew up in the era of Michael Jordan, watching Michael Jordan. I have seen him with my own two eyes, and he was an incredible player. Absolutely incredible. And I do believe he was the best to ever play the game. Now, that being said, LeBron James, what he's been able to do is nothing short of amazing. And he's right there in the conversation you bring me a championship to LA you officially get that title from my mouth um, so LBJ if you're listening bring me a title to LA and you will officially be the best player to ever live said it here you heard it here if you do not agree with me feel free tweet me at average Joe capital letter T pod on Twitter message me let me know if you agree disagree let me know if you want to hear something talked about you want me to talk about your team who is your team let me know check in tweet at me I look forward to hearing from you Uh, moving on some other preseason around the country Hornets beat the Heat on Tuesday. The Cavs beat the Celtics. So what? <laughs> so what? <laughs> that will not happen in the regular season. The Celtics are so far beyond better than the Cavs. It's not even funny. That's why preseason's silly sometimes. I don't even know that they should even keep score. It's just a scrimmage. That's all it is. I mean, nothing to it. Um, don't take much stock in that. Rockets over the Grizzlies. Jazz over the Raptors. Last night. Knicks over the Nets. Bucks over the Bulls. The Greek Freak just slamming, jamming everywhere all over the Bulls. Suns over the Breakers. And Clippers over the T-Wolves. I'm not sure 
what's going on here? Um, sorry, that just took me off guard. I don't, the New Zealand Breakers, I guess I'm a little out of the loop here. I was not aware that there was a team from New Zealand. Um, are they, are they like, what's going on here? Why is, why is Phoenix playing a team from New Zealand? Um, so, okay. Okay, this is interesting. So, I, am I just that far out of the loop that I didn't realize we have a team from another country that's now in the NBA? Um, yeah, so, so this is, uh, the New Zealand Breakers. What? on earth I, I need to I need to look this up I need to do some research here this is uh, wasn't expecting that let me let me just give me a second here okay yeah sorry about that I had to take a brief break got a little confused I wasn't aware um, should have should have did more research but been better prepared which I will going forward in my future podcast that the Phoenix Suns were playing an NBA versus NBL preseason game against the New Zealand Breakers. Uh, Phoenix barely won that game. That tells me that Phoenix is going to be what they've been for a long time, awful in the NBA. So, <clears throat> moving on. Sorry for that brief blip there. I just thought it was going to be really bad if for some reason the NBA added a team, and I was unaware of that. I wouldn't know how I would be unaware of that. I listen to sports every day, all day, watch sports nonstop. So that blew my mind, and I had to do the research. I'm a curious cat, and I can't just let something like that go on. No stone uncovered, no stone unturned. And we're half hour into our show here. We've covered a lot of things from college football, playoff baseball. We're in the NBA, talk a little bit with the preseason stuff underway. And, man, I just... Did I tell you already? I did. I think I did. I'm amped up for tomorrow night, Friday night, in the Bronx. Is it? Is the first game? Is that? No. No. Tell me. Is that game? Is that first game? Is that in the Bronx Friday night? Or is that? No. That's got to be. That's got to be in Boston. That's got to be in Boston with Brady. Brady in Boston with Mark Wahlberg. Is that where that's at? Let me see where that game's at. Yeah, it's at Fenway. It's at Fenway Park. Fenway Park in Boston. Those fans are some animals out there, aren't they? Yep, that should be a good one. 732 first pitch. Looking forward to it. Um, now... We've kind of touched on some of the games that are going around around the country uh, over the past couple of days and in the next couple of days, and <clears throat> there's just a couple things that um, I just wanted to bring up as topics. Um, the whole Le'Veon Bell thing, the whole Earl Thomas thing, the whole, I just, professional athletes are unbelievably spoiled, and it's a turnoff. It's a turnoff. You are like, when when the professional athlete who has a bunch of money and he's swimming in his money and he's, for the sports fan, you're like a hot chick. And when you hold out and you act like a baby and do these things, you're like, you're like if that hot chick was to get sloppy drunk, which makes her no longer attractive. 
that's what you are. That is what you are to me. And that's what you are to, I think, a lot of fans. I mean, you signed a contract onto your contract. My dad always taught me at a young age, you start something, you finish it. I tried to teach my children that. That's just how it is. It's how it should be. Um, You know, and these professional athletes, they're just babies. They're absolute babies now. And it makes it, yes, it makes it for headlines, for the media. It's good for the media. All this stuff's good for the media. Of course. Of course it is. However, get your butt out there and play the game. You know what I mean? Get your butt out there. There's the protecting your investment, blah, da, blah, da, blah. Da. Well, if you want to protect the investment, you should have not con- signed the contract that you have currently. You sign a contract, you should have to honor that contract. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, Le'Veon Bell is set to come back in week seven, the bye week. Um, <clears throat> I think that he will play. I think the Steelers need him. They do need him. They absolutely need him. Um, I don't know what the locker room is going to be like there. Probably be some mixed, some mixed signals, some mixed love there. Um, any other guy, I think, comes back and dudes don't hold grudges and it, and they just bro out. He gets to the locker room. All the guys bro out with Le'Veon Bell. I don't know about him. He seems to have some sort of a mega ego here to where I don't know if he's going to be able to get the love of that locker room back. Um, But more than likely, I think that it'll be cohesive there in the locker room in Pittsburgh. Le'Veon Bell comes back week seven. Steelers don't lose a single game after that. And all is well in Pittsburgh. Now, him staying after the season is to be determined. Um, I'm not sure if they'll be able to hang on to him. My my thought is probably not. Um, I think he's going to go to a team with a good quarterback, but uh, is looking for that balance with a running game, such as the Jets, um, I think is a likely spot for him. Uh, maybe Buffalo. Um, Somewhere like that um, with a team that's looking for uh, a big, big back um, that can that can catch a lot of balls out of the backfield. Um, and so that's just something I believe in that that I don't agree with what he's doing. You you should um, you should honor your contract. You should, you should never start something if you're not going to finish it. We didn't raise critters around here in America. So, yeah. And moving on. Moving on to the next topic. MMA. It's Conor McGregor. He's back. He's back, baby. And it's so good for the sport. I mean, seriously. If you're not like a diehard MMA guy, and you're just like the guy that enjoys it when it's on and it's playing and your buddy's ordering it or it's on at the bar or there's a big fight that everybody's talking about, um, then you like Conor McGregor. You like him because he is provoking and he is someone that keeps your attention and you want to watch and you want to see and he's crazy and he says things that other people wouldn't say and he does things other people wouldn't do but 
he makes for good television and good ratings and you love to watch him and you might say you don't but you do you do just as I do and I was I, last time we saw him was when he was getting his behind kicked in the square by Floyd Mayweather Michigan native Floyd Mayweather um, from right here in the Mitten State where I am coming to you from live well, it's live for me. It's not live for you. When you hear this, it will be delayed. However, I am currently at the corner of Farm Lane and Shaw Lane on the campus of Michigan State University, home of the Spartans, talking MMA with you. This is Joe T. On Twitter, at Average Joe T, the capital letter T, pod on Twitter. Hit me up. Let me know what you want to talk about. Let me know if you agree, disagree with some of the things I'm saying. What I'm saying now is I'm talking Conor McGregor. And last time we saw him, he was getting his behind whipped up and down the square by Floyd Mayweather. But I do believe that he's going to come out and he's going to knock Habib around. He's back. He's better than ever. And <clears throat> we need Conor McGregor in this sport. And Conor McGregor's good for television, good for everyone, and I'm pumped about it. I can't wait to watch it. I'm going to be viewing that. Um, I think that Conor McGregor needs to win this. Um, I think that him getting beat again, um, even though the last one was a boxing match, him getting beat now in the ring, in the octagon, uh, will be bad for his business, him as a businessman. Um, I think he needs to win this one uh, to go forward and to, for his for his legacy. I mean, the guy he's facing is no he is no joke. So, um, Khabib, uh, I I can't even barely pronounce his name. Uh, Mark Demadoff is that is that is that how you say it? Uh, let's see here. Let me see if I'm pronouncing that properly. MMA. Namagamadoff. Namagamadoff. Yeah, I'm not sure. Not sure if that's the proper way to say that there. Um, but yeah, I think that uh, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go McGregor on this one. I think he wants to make an entrance. I want. I think he wants to come back and show the world he's back. Um, it's been almost two years um, since he's been in the octagon, um, so that's going to be in Vegas, baby, this Saturday, 10 o'clock Eastern Time, tune in, check it out, pay for it, buy it, uh, UFC 229, Conor McGregor, and uh, Khabib, the Mark Madoff, I believe that's how you say it, um, yeah, which who side are you on? Who who are you rooting for there? You get you on Team McGregor or you on Khabib's side? Um, I'm going with McGregor here. Uh, the uh, the old Irishman is going to take this one, in my opinion. I think he has to. I think it's a must-have. It's got to come from the have to, like they said in Rookie of the Year. It's got to come from the have to. Uh, was that Chet Stedman said that? Is that, is that who it was? Um, Runner mucker. So, 
yeah, I think he's got to take that one uh, to go on and fight the next one. There's talks of him and uh, Nate Diaz possibly getting together um, after he gets through with this one. So, um, yeah, I just I think if he gets beat here, comes out, you know, it's it's just it'd be a bad decline. So he's I think that he wouldn't have taken this fight if he didn't think he was gonna win. He's cocky, he's arrogant. I think he thinks that he's gonna win all of them. So. You know, I don't think he's really putting himself out there to lose, but um, I think it's a must-win here. So Saturday, uh, we get so we got a good slew of sports on this weekend. Looking forward to it. Friday with the, uh, you know, we got playoff baseball going right now. We got the Rockies Brewers tonight. Then tomorrow we have. In the NLDS, and then t- t- tomorrow we have the ALDS with the Strohs and um, the Indians, and then the Bronx Bombers taking on the Red Sox in that one uh, tomorrow night. Then we have the uh, football on Saturday, Red River rivalries going on. A lot of good college top 25 games around the country. Um, and we also have Saturday night, UFC 229. It's a good weekend for sports. It's a good weekend to order pay-per-view. It's a good weekend to stay in and help your wife with some chores around the house and maybe catch some sports going on. Drinking some of your favorite craft beer made right here in Michigan. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good weekend. And we'll have a lot to talk about on Monday. I'll also be putting out another podcast tomorrow. I'm going to do this daily, uh, Monday through Friday. And just come to you from Lansing with my thoughts on the things that are coming up. Let you know about things that are going on. This is Average Joe's Podcast. I'm Average Joe T. Pod at Average Joe T. Pod on Twitter. Hit me up. Let me know what you want to chat about. Let me know who your favorite teams are. Let me know what you want to debate about, what you agree, disagree with. Um, I want everyone to tweet me right now with your, give me your Super Bowl pick, just one, one Super Bowl pick, I want to hear your Super Bowl pick, I want to hear your college football NCAA pick, I want to hear your Major League Baseball World Series pick, and I would like to hear your NBA Finals pick. Tweet me at Average Joe T Pod on Twitter. Let me know what you think about all those. We'll see what we get for a consensus. We'll discuss it tomorrow and see what everybody's thinking and see where the chips lie. And don't be a homer. Don't tell me the Pistons are going to win the the um, 
Don't tell me that the Pistons are going to win the NBA Finals just because you live in Michigan. Let's be realistic. Let's be knowledgeable sports fans. Um, it's, I, I'm not to you, to you Pistons fans. Uh, I'm not saying that they won't. They, you know what? The games are not played yet, so we don't know what's going to happen. So it's very possible. Um, I don't think that that's going to happen, but it's very possible. Uh, so yeah, shoot me those picks. I want to know what everybody thinks. I want to know where your chips fall. I want to know where your alliances lie. I want to know what you think about this podcast. Just tweet at me at average Joe T Pod on Twitter. Never been much on Twitter, but now that I'm doing this podcast, I think it'll be a good way for me to communicate with you all and talk sports and get your opinions and you can get mine and we can communicate that way. Um, maybe eventually down the road I can take some callers on the air and we'll go from there. Um, so this has been a fun hour. Um, there are a couple things I want to wrap up before we conclude this podcast. Um, so if you could just hang tight for just a little bit longer and we will just chat about a couple more things. Cool. All right, let's get into it. Specializing youth kids in sports. How do you feel about it? Um, I'd love to know your opinion, your take on that. Um, I believe in the old idea that the best athletes come from being well-rounded and playing multiple sports. Um, I'm okay with you putting more emphasis on one sport if you think that that is your child's best sport. Uh, But I don't believe in not having them play all the other ones um, just for the simple fact that um, I, I just I think it's better for athletes to have the versatility of the different things that they learn from each sport um, you don't have the same you don't use the same muscles and the same functions and the same bodily movements in football as you do in basketball and baseball etc etc so yeah I'd love to get your take on that and what you're thinking I feel like specialization in youth sports is becoming so prominent now that it's 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 hurting the sports as a whole going forward what happened to these guys that are coming out of college that are being drafted in the in the uh, major league baseball as well as the NFL you know, and that all comes from being well-rounded athletes. Um, so yeah, I'd love to hear your take on that. Tweet at me at average Joe T Pod on Twitter. Uh, let me know how you feel about that one. Um, and you know, it's just a kind of a, a topic piece that I'm curious of what other people think about because you know I do have children myself that. Um, are better in certain uh, sports than others, uh, but but I'm not forcing them to only stick with that one. Um, and I, you know, they want to be with their friends that they, you know, play other sports with too. Uh, so there's that as far as that goes. 
but is there something to that? Is there something to your child specializing in a sport that makes them more prepared to be scouted or picked up for college uh, and, and make it to professionals? Um, is specialization the way to go? Is that the proper route to do that? Um, I don't have that answer. I'm not sure. I feel like specialization is very prominent in sports today. Um, as well as, I want to talk about the decline of football. Um, now, the concussion thing is swept the nation. I think everyone is on high alert for concussions now. I think that they are trying to do things at different levels of the sport to clean it up, to, to limit the concussions, to limit brain injuries, to limit physical contact injuries. Um, so as going as far as um, I've heard they're even talking about um, going to pass laws um, that contact sports cannot start till a certain age um, and so on and so forth. Now, I'm not sure the specifics on that. I have just heard ramblings of it. Um, I know the community that we live in, there's ramblings of um, currently you can start uh, contact football at uh, third grade, third, fourth grade, I believe. And um, I heard that there's ramblings that they will be changing that to start at seventh grade. Now, I think that there's pros and cons to that. I think some of the pros are avoid physical injury, uh, avoid concussions, um, uh, avoid some things of that nature. Um, and also another pro, I believe, is getting the kids uh, more fundamentally sound in the passing game in the running game um, however I do think some of the cons are they lose the development of blocking and some of the other things tackling properly um, that you learn at a young age fundamentals of a contact sport like football I think that um, another downfall is I think that the sport's losing losing kids. I think that um, I believe the stat was that this is the fourth year in a row that uh, high school athletes, high school football players, the number of high school football players is down for the fourth year in a row across the nation. So um, I would hate to see football going on a decline to be gone. It's the greatest sport in our country. It's our favorite sport in our country. Everybody watches football, and it's it's something that I would hate to see go away. Um, I do think that they're getting a little too petty and strict on some of the rules that they have in the NFL now on quarterbacks. I get why they do it. Um, I just think that they could probably revise the rules a little better. Um, which is probably going to be something that will be happening here soon. I can't imagine that they'll keep going at the rate that it's going with everybody in such a frenzy over it. Um, but yeah, so I would like my children to be able to play 
tackle football still at a young age. Um, and some people, you're barbaric. You want your children to have concussions. No, I do not. It's not what I'm saying. I just think if you're going to go to play a contact sport as you get older, it's good to learn fundamentally how to play it at a younger age. I think that's the appropriate way to take care of all of these things is to learn and teach and teach at a young age and, and teach these kids the proper way to hit, the proper way to tackle, the proper way to do things to avoid concussions, not to eliminate the sport. That being said, I coached my boys in flag football this year, and it was a ton of fun. We had a blast. I had more fun coaching that than I have had coaching any sport that I've coached in my life, and I've coached a lot. And um, it's the thing about flag football is it's the big plays. It's what you want to see. It's pass plays. It's run plays, you know, and it's – it's the big place. That's what flag football is. So it's it is fun to watch. Um, it is a different game. It's a completely different game than tackle football. Um, so I don't know. Let me know what you think about that. You can tweet at me at Average Joe T Pod on Twitter. Excuse me, and let me know what you think about that. Agree, disagree. Um, I am open to hearing all of your takes on it and. Yeah, so this has been great. I've had a good time chatting with you all, and I hope that you enjoy this podcast, and I hope you continue to listen. This was episode one. I'll be putting out episode two tomorrow, and this is Joe T, Average Joe T Pod on Twitter, Average Joe's Podcast. Your sports coming to you from Lansing, Michigan. And I look forward to talking to you the next time. Everyone, you have a wonderful rest of your day. It's strange that you bring up your name. Are you happy now? Are you happy now? I don't want to know, no, no, no. Who's taking you home, 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 home? loving you so, 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 so. So, so, so.